بسم الله You can start reciting. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Qala ma makkanni fihi rabbi. خير فاعينوني بقوة أجعل بينكم وبينهم ردما آتوني زبر الحديد حتى إذا ساوى بين الصدفين قال انفخوا حتى إذا جعله نارا قال آتوني أفرغ عليه قطرا فما استطاعوا أن يظهروه وما استطاعوا له نقبا <تصفيق> قال هذا رحمة من ربي فإذا جاء وعد ربي جعله دكا وكان وعد ربي حقا وَتَرَكْنَا بَعْضَهُمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ يَمُوجُ فِي بَعْضٍ وَنُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَجَمَعْنَاهُمْ جَمْعًا وَعَرَضْنَا جَهَنَّمَ لِلْكَافِرِينَ عَرْضًا الَّذِينَ كَانَتْ أَعْيُنُهُمْ فِي غِطَاءٍ عَن ذِكْرِي وَكَانُوا لَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ سَمْعًا أَفَحَسِبَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا أَنْ يَتَّخِذُوا عِبَادِي مِنْ دُونِي أَوْلِيَاءِ إِنَّا أَعْتَدْنَا جَهَنَّمَ لِلْكَافِرِينَ لِلْكَافِرِينَ نُذُلًا قُلْ هَلْ نُنَبِّئُكُمْ بِالْأَخْسَرِينَ أَعْمَالًا الذين ضل سعيهم في الحياة الدنيا وهم يحسبون أنهم يحسنون صنعا أولئك الذين كفروا بآيات ربهم ولقائه فحبطت أعمالهم فلا نقيم لهم يوم القيامة وزنا ذلك جزاؤهم جهنم بما كفروا واتخذوا آياتي ورسلي هزوا إن الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات كانت لهم جنات الفردوس نزلا خالدين فيها لا يبغون عنها حولا قل لو كان البحر مدادا لكلمات ربي لنفد البحر لنفد البحر قبل أن تنفد كلمات ربي ولو جئنا بمثله مددا قل إنما أنا بشر مثلكم يوحى إلي يوحى إلي أنما إلهكم إله واحد فمن كان يمضو لقاء 
ربي فليعمل عملا صالحا ولا يشرك بعبادة ربه أحدا صدق الله العظيم ما شاء الله تقبر الله قاري حمزة جزاك الله خير you're joining us from Houston Texas thank you so much بارك الله فيك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته مفتي عبد الرحمن شوف حمزة هذا you want to say something I was saying you just sound like a Texan man I sound like a Texan you sound like a you like you sound like a true Texan only thing I know about Texan is a Texas burger <laughs> Texas burger alhamdulillah yeah, we, we love we love we love the people the, the people in Texas we, we love you guys even though you guys are all the way out there we love you guys Alhamdulillah, how is your iftar? Everything is good, things are well. Everyone, everything is good. For those of us, see, I, I just want to make a disclaimer. It's, it's my first time talking to my brother all day. We, it's not like we sit down and we talk about things. That's why this is, this is coming live to you, unfiltered, unscripted. It's just whatever comes to our mind, whatever thoughts we have, whatever, whatever is, whatever is mesmerizing us, or in my brother's words, which I was a very, I think one guy named Bilal Shah, I think from Saginaw, he came up with a good name for you yesterday. We should have a Wahidosaurus. With all that was that was Tariq that was Tariq Durrani Tariq from Grand Blink. Yeah, yeah. for you. So, um, yeah. So we, we just whatever comes to our mind, whatever is as we're reciting the Jews and revising it, what comes to our mind, we just collectively speak speak about it in front of all of you. So, Bajan, yeah, what's going on, Habibi? Alhamdulillah, Imam Mufti we are fifteen Jews. I cannot believe how much of how much time has passed by, and we are you know almost halfway through Ramadan, and you know. Sometimes you would think when Ramadan starts, this is going to be a long month, and here we are halfway through, and we're just trying to, you know, catch up to the commitments that we made. But um, there is no better way than spending the month of Ramadan with the Quran. Mufti Sab, I'm so in debt to the Quran, to this option, uh, this 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 option that we share together of uh, sharing what we think it's well, everything is beautiful about the Quran, but we the, the gems that we share with people. I hope people are benefiting. I, you know, it really it humbles me to know that people are, are tuning in from all across the world. And again, if you are tuning in from any city, wherever you're tuning in from, please state your city and your country so we can also appreciate that. I know the time zone differences, people still make it to come out and uh, listen to uh, the, the reflection on the Quran. Let's go, Mufti Sahib. We're on the 15th Juz. Uh, we talked about uh, the Nahal, the honeybee yesterday. And now we are out in Surah Isra in the 15th Juz. And these these segments of these juz, it's probably one of my favorite. Mufti Sahib. it's I love surah. I love surah Isra. It's such a beautiful surah with beautiful verses, right? And then you have surah Kahf, and then after that Maryam, after that, and you said that was one of your favorite surahs, correct? Yeah, yeah, and then a, surah Taha, yeah. the surah that impacted Umar bin Khattab's life through his um, his sister Fatima bin Khattab. So you have these four unbelievable surahs which are coming back to, back and forth. Can you please break us into Surah Isra in the 15th Jews? So yeah, so I was just taking a quick look at it and I know people are now going with these numbers. Someone said, we said 
We said 12 one day, then we said threes, then yesterday we said, what number did we say yesterday, guys? The people who are watching, we said 12, then we said that there was threes, and then we said, what what number did we say yesterday? Does anyone remember what number we called out yesterday about the Nahal? Um, if you can chat on the thing. But you remember what number it was? So Nahal 16? 16, yes. It was not 16, yes. Exactly. Yeah, it was 16 yesterday. I, I don't have I'm, 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 paying, I'm paying attention to you, Mufti Sahib. I know, but Jazakallah Khair. You don't have your earpods on today, though, Bajan. Oh. Not to mention. Let's <laughs> go. Okay. Why did you have to do that for, man? Uh, I, had to, I, had, I had to give you that, you know, the Bollywood look. You know. Let's go. Okay. So, um, uh, so in today, in today's, in today's juice, we have, uh, we also have a number. Okay, and it's only one number, and for me, that's what caught my eye. Uh, how many times the same word comes over and over again in this juz, and it, it has a meaning to it. Can I before I before I say the number what the word is? Um, can I ask anyone who's watching live? Is any one of you in our Ramadan immersion surah Hujurah class that we, I have on Monday? Because there are some things I mentioned in that class that I might have to mention today. Is there anyone in the surah Hujurah tafsir class that we have in Ramadan immersion? From six o'clock to seven o'clock, there's a daily class that happens throughout the week, and I, there's some things that come in Surah Al-Hujurat that I'm going to mention over here. And if you're not, please tune into our into that class. We have some people that are from that class over here, so you guys, this will be a refresh. Some things will be a refresher for you. But then the word qala, qaf waw lam, just in the word in the word in the command of qala, qul, just qul, it comes twenty-one times. In this small surah, which is only half a juz, compare that to in the entire surah Baqarah, it comes 18 times. And surah Baqarah wow. spans over two juz and a half almost. Surah Ali Imran, it comes 20 times. In this short, short surah, it comes to 21 times. And I wow. said, man, every page you see, qul, 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 qul. You know, the sahaba. Or wala taqul. Or wala taqul. Sahaba used to take these words and they used to think about them, right? Like, in, you know how they said in Surah Al-Bara'a, uh, Surah Al-Tawbah, the word is وَمِنْهُمْ 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 And they said mm. that it comes so many times, like, and from among them, and from among them, and from among them, that Allah is describing every single type of people in Surah Al-Tawbah that we were afraid that He didn't describe us as well. And in this, wow. in this surah, I, it comes 21 times. Now look at look at look how and why it's so relevant, right? I and what it why is it relevant as far as Surah Al-Isra and Surah Al-Kahf? There is a theme in these two surahs about speech. I mentioned this. I mentioned this in Surah Al-Hujurat class that you know um, today today what happens is most most of our discussions with ulama is about halal and haram, right? Is this halal or is this haram? Like for example. What are the two debate? What are those two debates that never get will never get solved in America? Halal and hilal. What does that mean? What's like the halal machine slaughtered, hand slaughtered, ahli kitab meat, or hilal moon sighting, right? Perfect. That's what you're go ahead. That's it. I just want to know. Yeah, let's go ahead. I just want to let you know that this is a complex situation that will continue until yeah, the jail comes. Yeah. So so so. But what happens is we get so lost up, lost and caught up in just like things that are right. Like, is this halal? Is this permissible or not permissible? So I'll give you an example. So is taking a stimulus check from IRS permissible? 
of course it's permissible, right? Like even if you have money, you can take it. But then there's also an ethical standpoint of it. Is it ethic? Is it would it be more ethical of me to give it to those neighbors of mine or to those people who are standing in line and on food pantries who don't have money? How about if I take my you know collect my uh, stimulus check and give it to them? So one aspect of deen is halal and haram, but another aspect of deen is ethics, right? And for ethics, you know what happens? We get so lost in the permissible and, and non-permissible things that we forget to talk about just normal day-to-day ethics. And the most important thing in ethics and morals is the tone of our voice in our speech. When Allah talks, you know, when Allah talks about uh, in Surah Al-Hujurah, when Allah starts the Surah of Adab off, the first command He has, both ayahs He has, "La, uh, la nabi." After that, after that, yeah. and then he says, He says, and both these hukum, these commands are about the way you speak. And Abu Bakr and Umar were the ones who were speaking a little bit loud in front of the Prophet. And Allah did not take, take Allah did not just lose up, Allah took this opportunity for a lesson that he. Don't speak loud in front of him. Watch the way you speak. Sheikh Salman Mullah says it very beautifully. He says that most of our conflict is not because of disagreements, but most of our conflict is because the tone of our voice when we are speaking. It's not like we both disagree upon something, and that's what we're arguing. It's because of the way we're speaking to each other. And Surah Al-Isra and Surah Al-Kahf, uh, uh, this is mentioned over and over again, the tone of the voice. Allah sp- speaks about, and tell my servants they should speak in a, and they should say that which is very good. Later on, what happens when the people of the, the people of Kahf send somebody to get food for them? They say meaning Be gentle, speak nicely. What happens? What happens before that? The one of the biggest themes of the surah is the Quran, which is the best of all statements. Which is the best of all statements. And then towards the end of the juz. We see Musa and Khidr. What happens? What does Musa tell Khidr? What does Khidr tell Musa Islam? What does he say to him? When I'm doing something, don't do what? Don't don't interrupt. Don't interrupt. Don't speak. And then above all, the greatest ayah in the Quran, which to me, which for youngsters and for people who people who are have anything to do with this ayah, have relevance with this ayah, meaning they have their parents alive and were young. Look what Allah says. Allah could have said anything. Allah could have said. That you know your parents are alive, or Allah has ordered you that do not walk in front of your parents, serve your parents, do this, do that. But He highlighted one thing. What was that, Bajan? Don't walatakullahuma uff. Something of statement. Don't don't yeah. say something. Don't even say uff to them. So to me, this these two surahs speak about how we should be, how gentle and polite we should be with our tone of our voice. And a person who cannot be gentle with this, with the tone of his voice and how he speaks or she speaks, this person is devoid of all khair, all shar. He has all, all the shar, the doors of all shar are open to this person. So Allah highlights this at the end right here when he speaks about, right at the ayah, which you can speak about, he speaks about do not even say off to them because this surah is all about having good manners in the way you speak to each other and being gentle to each other. So, but what does Allah say in that ayah? So, I, I, you, you're pushing me just to that one ayah, meaning that you don't want me to speak about anything else. 
But you know, does this Surah Isra also start off with just a beautiful message of the Prophet's journey to the heavens also? Yeah, of course. You know, you know, like the, the, the Surah, I, I don't want to go into the de depth of this. We've did classes on this before. But Subhanallah, Asra bi Abdi, it speaks about the journey of the Prophet that he took in the portion of the night to Bayt from Bayt al Masjid al Haram il Masjid al Aqsa, where a blessed land of uh, Palestine. And um, this journey, Asra bi Abdi, it's interesting when you see the first verse of this juz, it says his servant. And glory be to Allah who made his servant travel in a portion of the night from the sacred mosque of Haram to Masjid Aqsa. Right? And he doesn't say Asra bi Rasuli who made his prophet travel or who made Muhammad travel or who made uh, Rasul travel or made, you know, he gave these Mashid, all these Beautiful names that Allah gave the Prophet So many names in the Quran. Can you share some names that Allah calls the Prophet in the Quran? So many names. Like it literally Allah is like Ya Nabiyu So many names. When so the titles when you love someone, you give them more titles. Or oh, you beautiful, or oh, you handsome, you know, oh my you know, darling, you know, oh my, you know, the twinkle of my eye. Different, different names. You know, I don't know what people find. You know that you know people get married. The first thing they do is they have their wife. They, they write on their caller ID, uh, Piari, Mary Mahbuba. You know, or they have like um, uh, Habibti, Ruhi. You know, names like you know very flattering. You know, you know genuine names that express their love for their spouse. Then a couple of years later, they write um, you know Zojati, my wife, Biwi, Biwi, Biwi. You know. Right, uh, my wife, and then they, you know, and they have, you know, whatever, uh, you know, my spouse, and then a few years later, they change it to the um, mother of so and so, Ummi Abdullah, Ummi Muhammad, Ummi Hafsa. You know, they change it to some name, and then a few years later, the husband uh, changes it to the wife's name, whatever the wife's name is, Aisha, Khadija, Hafsa. You know, and um, then finally, a few years later, the call ID becomes wrong number. They don't want to even pick up their wife's phone call anymore. Something happens. But hopefully our relationships can stay like the way they started and they have that, you know, their spark. Everybody talks about my relationship doesn't have that spark, spark, you know. You, you told me many um, sessions ago that if I need to have any marriage counseling, I should come to you because I remember you said that to me. Yeah, I have the spark plugs to all the marriages. Spark plugs. <laughs> I get spark. I have the spark plugs come to the mechanic shop. So move this up. In this, um, the Prophet you know, the beautiful thing is that even in this world, no one was allowed to call the Prophet ﷺ by his name. Ya Rasulullah, you talk about like the respect, morals, uh, you know, courtesy. The Prophet ﷺ is called by Abd, by his servant, by the name of him being a servant to Allah. Why? Can you tell me why? I'm testing you. I know I didn't tell you I was going to test you, but why? Um, I have uh, the one hadith that comes to my mind is. When the Prophet was making dua, and you you can put it's probably not the answer for your question, but I love this hadith where the Prophet he you said, can, You can try, you can try, you can try. He said, he said, <laughs> he said uh, Oh Allah, and I, I love this. I'm gonna say it in English. He said, Oh Allah, everywhere I was in Mecca, everywhere I was in the valleys alone in um, isolation and solitude, whether I was being persecuted or not, I said, My Rub is my, my Allah is my Rub, my Allah is my Rub, my Allah is my Rub. And oh Allah, all I want from you is that you say that Muhammad is my servant. Muhammad is my abd. You know, one is to say Allah, Allah, Allah is my like me. Allah is my Rabb. And one is that Allah says to you that you are my abd, 
right? أنت عبدي أنت عبدي. أنت عبدي. Like you have that relationship with Allah that you are my abd. And the Prophet is saying that, oh Allah, I just wanted, I just wanted to hear that from you once. And that's one of the reasons why Allah refers to him as abd over here. There's many reasons. Those are one of the reasons. Um, there's one opinion that, they, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked the Prophet Sallallahu what name do you like to be called by the most? And he said, I love to be called وَأَنَّهُ لَمَّا قَامَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ That I would like to be called when Muhammad Sallallahu as a servant. أَنْتَ عَبْدِي وَأَنَا عَبْدِي You know, like, أَنْتَ رَبِّي وَأَنَا عَبْدُكْ You know, like, oh Allah, you are my master, I'm your slave. So, I, the reason the Mufassirin say is that when someone, someone with high, even high profile, someone with high status, with, you know, nobility, is brought to someone who's more senior, all those accolades and all those status certificates and diplomas and all those accomplishments of that person, individual, are not mentioned in front of a senior. For example, you're a mufti sahab, but when you're coming home and you're knocking on the door, your, your mom says, who is it? You don't say mufti, azam, America. You don't say that kind of stuff, do you, right? You know, I mean, who do I say it in front of anybody? I don't say it in front of anybody. I know, but you present yourself in the most humble manner. Your right? son. Your son. Your son. Your son. Similarly, yeah. Um, even when husband presents her, himself in front of his wife, say, who is it? <laughs> <laughs> Your servant. Your servant. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, some husbands feel really, you know, so much. You know, it's so like, who is like, so they forget their name. And uh, so in the same manner, like when you are presenting yourself in front of a senior, respectful person, you don't present yourself in a way that even the, the name that God has given you, the respectful name, just the most humble way. The Prophet ﷺ is going to be presented in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mufti sahab. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is most befitting that he's mentioned by his abd, abdiyat. Rasul, we know you're Rasul. But when you're coming to Allah, you bring the, the title of your servant, your servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. And then I have to say, Mutisab, this surah starts with Subhana. The next surah starts with what? Alhamd. Ooh, Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah. All right. And this is also very interesting, Mutisab. Why, why, why is that important? I'm coming there. I'm coming there. Hold on. And this and this surah ends. That this surah, Isra, ends. It ends by saying Alhamdulillah. This is a cool thing in the Quran. And from the listeners, this will be tantalizing, right? So where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says something, say something, the next surah starts off that way. Do you understand? So in this surah, Allah says, And say that Allah subhanahu wa glory is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all praises to Allah who has no children and has no partner. And that so the next surah that starts, also Alhamdulillah. There's another surah like this in the 27th juz. I just want to just tantalize you a little bit. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, beautiful, in the end of surah Waqi'ah, Allah says, Praise your Lord, his, his name, the glory, the glory, glorify the name of your Lord, who's the great and the most majest. Um, so the next surah is what? Hadid. And it starts off by Subhanallah. So basically, Allah tells you to do something. Basically, Allah says, just continue reading. My praises in the future and in the continuous reading. So that is also something that I found very important. But why Subhanallah here? Why Alhamdulillah there? So the biggest blessing on the Ummah as a global collective Ummah is the is what? Arguably, one of the biggest blessings, Mufti Sahib. Alhamdulillah, 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 Alhamdulillah,
Yeah, that's right. Alhamdulillah, anzala ala abdihi al-kitab. Yeah, kitab, yes. The, the Correct, book. right? Yeah. Which is which, because of that, we're Muslims. Yeah, of course. If there was no revelation to the Prophet ﷺ in Ghari Hira, we would not know about Islam. Exactly. Right? So through Iqra, we are Muslims. Correct? So the greatest blessing is Alhamdulillah. So that is praiseworthy. But Subhan is where you have a hard time understanding God's miracles and you are skeptical about certain things that God's saying in the Quran, right? Because a lot of discussions are going to happen. So that how is death? How is revival? Someone sleeps for 309 years, right? But here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, people who question the, the, the miracle of the Prophet traveling in one night from, from Bayt al-Maqdis, from the hand, house of Umm Hani, all the way to Bayt al-Maqdis, standing in front of all the prophets, going all the way to the seven heavens, and coming back from the seven heavens, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, some people, there are some people who left Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in this surah, Muftisab, there's an ayah in the surah when I read it in Tarawi yesterday, it actually says, um, it says, This whole dream that you first saw, then eventually became a reality. It was a test for people. It was a test for people to see if they can actually believe in this journey. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the skeptics, to those who doubt Allah, to those who, are, who do blasphemy on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah says, Subhan, Allah is beyond such accusations. Allah is beyond such skepticism. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is beyond such doubt. I can do whatever I want. If that's taking my servant all the way to the heavens and back, I can do it. So I, that's what I wanted to say. But again, book, I want to make this, I'll make it very short, Mufti Sahib. Uh, verse number 23. Is that one of your favorite numbers, right, Mufti Sahib? Yes, for sure. Why? Um, because uh, Air Jesus. Air Jesus. Is that what you called yourself? Air Jesus? <laughs> I didn't call myself that bad. But people call you that in court. But Michael Jordan... Uh, Allah Yahdi, Allah guide him. That is that is that, that is his number. But most importantly, the year of prophethood is 23. 23. That's most important. Uh, verse number 23 of chapter number 17, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes a verdict. It's a verdict. It's not a it's not, you know, sometimes when you tell someone to do something, it's you know when parents say, I have decided. Decided, khalas, we are not going to six flags. Or we're not going to, uh, you know, the restaurant. Decided, done. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not encouraging us. He's, he is decided. The decision is made. No one is worthy of worship except Allah. It's not something that we have to debate. With that decision that was made, to be courteous and be excellent with your parents. Imagine something that is not debated. Allah's oneness. The second thing that should not be debated is respect to parents. Did you think about it that way? Allah brought the oneness of God together with the respect to parents. And Allah speaks about when to be courteous to your parents. When they get old. Right? It's easy, it's easy to be nice to your parents when they're young and they're healthy and they're throwing the football around, they're playing soccer and they're doing everything you want. But when they get old and they have complaints and they might become you know, a burden upon you. You know, that age, one of them or both of them, um, I was, uh, Sheikh Mateen was talking to me yesterday and he said he read this ayah in Taraweeh, his father passed away uh, before Ramadan, Allah gave him Jannah to those. Mufti Sahib said, I was reading this verse and I started crying thinking that my father wasn't here so I can give him that respect. But I said, your mom is there. So we have our parents. Allah says one thing, do not even say what Mufti Sahib? Uf. What is uf? Can you explain uf please? 
Office, any statement that comes out, even the slightest statement that comes out out of any disrespect or any of or of annoyance, anything, anything. Yeah. You know, sometimes, sometimes you know, there's you know, words, words hurt, but also react. Even our silence hurts sometimes. The reaction, right? yeah. Like the way we talk to our parents. Mom says, you know, um, can you open the door? There's someone ringing the bell. Amazon at the door, and we just look at the mom. The dad says something. Headphones are still in the ears, not moving. That is disrespect. Just the, any anything that will hurt the feeling, emotions of the parents is just disrespect. What is the sign of dear judgment, Mufti Sab? So, 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 we have a few minutes, and honestly, like we could give a whole lecture on this, but let's just make it real. Like I think people love it when we're real over here, right? Can, can I, you allow me? To, I want to say that poem. Then you can give me a wahwa. Okay, go ahead, say the poem. So that, that man came to the Prophet Sallallahu old man, right? This is under the tafsir ayah, Ma'arif quran Qurtubi talks about this. A man came to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi and he complained, about his, he came, complained about his father, right? And he said, my father is using my money. He's using my wealth. He's uh, without my permission. Of course, you know, he's the father. And I'm not saying the father has autonomy to use his children's wealth whenever he wants, which is, of course, with respect. But this man came to the Prophet Sallallahu and complained. This, you know, healthy, educated, accomplished person complaining about his dad. And so when he came to the Prophet Sallallahu the Prophet Sallallahu said, call your father. So the old man was brought to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi the father was completely embarrassed that his son had complained to the Prophet Sallallahu regarding him. So in his mind, out of embarrassment, he said a couplet, right? And this couplet wasn't even uttered by his mouth. It was it was said subconsciously in his mind. He went out of hurt, and that's how Arabs were. They were very poetic. They would express pain and they would express joy in, in seconds through poetry. So when this man came to the Prophet, Jibreel comes from the heavens and he says to the Prophet, I do not want you to interrogate this person. I want you to first ask him to say the poem that he said in his mind. So the Prophet ﷺ says, Yeah, Shaykh, you know, old man, old man, please say this couplet that you had said in your mind. And this is subhanallah, not even my ears heard what I said. You must be the, you are, you are most definitely the Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nobody knows what I said. And he says, Please say this. And uh, he says the poem, and the poem, this is a poem in some narration in Qurtubi that Jibreel told the Prophet ﷺ to listen to. And I'm gonna share this with the youth, with the parents. So we can build respect and love for our parents. This is why I'm saying this. He says, جعلت جزائي غلدة وفضادة كأنك أنت المنعم المتفضل فيا ليتني إذا لم ترى حق أبوتي فعلت كما الجار المساقم يفعله. He says, oh my son, I took care of you since you were a child. غدوتك مولود ومنتك يافيا. I continue to take care of you. I say one of the biggest blessings of being a father, I tell you this right now, and a parent is that I get to appreciate my parents. I get to appreciate. If I didn't have my children, I would not recognize and appreciate what my parents have done for me. I took care of you since the minute you were born. And at nighttime, when you would get sick and when you would cry, I would carry you around. I would help you. I would cradle you. I would do anything to, to soothe you. 
لم ابد بسقمك الا ساكن اتململ اي ود بي ريستلس اند بيكوز اوف يور سليب اند يور ريستلسنس اي ود فيل ماي سيلف داينج اي ود فيل ذات تخاف الرداء نفسي عليك وانها اي ود فيل ذات اف اي دونت فايند يو ذا رايت كير اند اي دونت جيف يو ذا رايت ميديسين اند اي دونت كير يو اراوند تيك يو تو ذا ايمرجنسي اند اي دونت ميك اول ذيس تريبس تو ميك يو هابي اي ود فيل ذات يو ود داي كاني انا المتروق دونك بالذي طرقت به دوني فعينتهم as if i was the one who was restless and i was just crying and 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 hoping for someone to support me but it was you but i would feel that pain mufti said how many children in the world today that they wanted something to wear they pointed at it on their racks it was on their back how many children and youth are there today they looked at a pair of shoe it was on it was under their feet they wanted a hat it was on their head they wanted a car they got a car they wanted dreams the parents literally relocated their lives their relationships They, 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 they've given away their desires. Most parents, the first and the last advice for their children, the first thing they look at as a children, the last thing they do, look at it when they're going to bed, they look at their children. They pray for their children and then these children grow up. Yeah. And then this father says, he says, Finally, when I got old, I became weak. And Mufti Sahib, you said it right. You said it the best. The mom's hands becoming old. You know, she's still young and beautiful, but... You know, her hands becoming weak and the father going, his face and his hair going gray is, has aged in serving the children. And the children whose parents were serving them, now these parents are waiting one day that my children can grow up and be some support of coolness and comfort and solace. If we can't be a means of comfort to our parents, Mufti Sahib, at least we should not be a form of misery to them. You know, all children should repent today. This is Ramadan. Fear God. If we can't bring them joy, the least we should do is not bring them any pain. He said, And finally, when I grew up, you, I got older and you got stronger and healthier and I got weaker. You turned your back on me like as if, as if you were the one who was, ben- I was a beneficiary. You were the one supporting me all your life. I did nothing for you. You became rough. You spoke to me nasty. You became rough. You became disrespectful. You became agitated by everything I said. You know, you walked away from every time I spoke to you. You never looked at me. Children are on their phones, literally, when their mothers are talking. May Allah forgive us. You know, even sometimes I, I find myself when my mom is talking to me, I'm picking up a phone call. I mean, we need to have this respect. And you're talking about this, right? This whole surah. جعلت جزائي غلدة وفضالة كأنك أنت المنعم المتفضل فيا ليتني إذا لم ترى حق أبو he says oh my son if you could not fulfill the right of your father you should at least fulfill the right of a neighbor because he was a neighbor to his dad and we are taught to be good to our neighbors if you could be good to your father as a biological father for God's sake you should have been nice to me just because I'm your neighbor and my message to this is you know as youngsters whose parents are alive and if you know if your parents you're older your parents are alive love them respect them earn their prayers and if your parents have passed away you know do sadqa jariya for them give charity on their names be the best muslim to make sure they get a higher paradise in the next world inshallah yeah but that, that, that's, that's the message of this poem that's the message of the surah too talking to talking polite a lot of us why does allah put that in the center of the surah because a lot of us we end up becoming naturally we're working so we're nice and polite with our colleagues We go to the store, we're nice to the person at the store, but for some reason we're smiling at the whole world, but when we come home we're frowning, right? Because it yeah. is, of course, the, the, the reward of being good to your parents is Jannah. It's not going to become, it's, no one is saying that your parents 
there's not going to be times where you're going to be annoyed. There's not going to be times where it's going to be difficult. But that difficulty and that annoyance that you're going through is going to get result in you getting genital for those, and it's completely worth it. So my you ask, just looking just looking at your parents and smiling is a reward of Hajj and Umrah. But, but Jan, listen, I Alhamdulillah, I'm not on social media, but honestly, man. I really, when I, I, one of the biggest complaints you have, yes, just a week and a half ago, one father calls me and he says, could you come to my house, speak to my son? I did everything for him. He just got done PA school. He doesn't even want to sit with me on the iftar table to eat iftar with me. He said, I don't want to look at your old face. My you God. Know? And, and so how does this happen? Give me, give me the permission to give chamata. <laughs> we wish, bro. It's, it's, it's. It hurts so much, man. It really hurts. Yeah. And it and it starts from a young age, you know? It starts when at 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, you're growing up. Look, the Prophet ﷺ, he said in, in a hadith, one of the signs of day judgment is a, a friend he or she will invest more in their relationship with their friends and keep them closer and will invest in will not invest at all in the relationship between them and their parents, but in their yeah. father. So for example, today we're doing all this stuff. For these Facebook friends, these Instagram followers, and all this stuff, but we're the challenge to get closer to our. It's it's it is a challenge. Sometimes they might not speak the same language, they might not know the same culture. But but you ever see these guys that play video games, man? These dudes are challenged to sit there for hours and hours and hours. Take the challenge of getting closer to your father. Take the challenge of getting closer to your mother. Take the take that challenge, man. And 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 that is the true challenge. And then the Prophet said another sign of judgment is. That the mothers will be treated like workers. You know, you eat food on the dinner table, you get up, the, the, the plates are still there, you didn't help your mother out. She's literally, you know, laundering your clothes, ironing, cleaning the house, and you you don't even you don't even have the time of the day to sit with her and speak to her. So my message to all of us is let's do tawbah today from this. This is the centerpiece. I think I think if I think if the audience is sitting with their parents right now, they should get up and kiss their parents. If yeah. someone's listening to us, they should get up and just Give a chumma. Give a chumma, chumma. Chumma. This, should we put that in the thesaurus too? I don't know what that word means, but give a kiss. You know? Yeah, honestly. Give a, give a hug. And if they're not here, if they're not around, get done right now and get, call them, FaceTime them, you know, and tell them you love them, you know? And so, you know, I'm, I remember once there was a, one old man in, in, in Pakistan when I was visiting there. He would literally, he said, my, I, I just, they have nothing. He's just an old man. He said, I, was, I sit next to my phone all day waiting for my, my son's phone call. He, and I said, how often does your son call you? He said, sometimes three, four months go by, he doesn't call. I mean, how you know, busy? You know, you know what the problem with this? You know what I find painful, more painful? You know that, um, you know, that, you know uh, uh, in Yusuf A.S. story, there's a word. Uh, there's a word, it, call, it talks about his pain. It says, uh, This is so profound. His eyes went blind crying. And the pain was compound, it was compounded, magnified because he held the pain in his heart. Move this up. He didn't expose his pain because if he did expose his pain to his children, his children would make fun of him. Like, Dad, you're so old, you think Yusuf is still alive? And they told him, like, even when he said, I can smell the, the shirt of Yusuf, the children, like, you're a lost case, Dad, right? Like, the children were like literally mocking Yaqub. So, Yaqub would keep the pain in his heart, and the word says, Kalim. Yani he would swallow it, he would hide it. So when you hide pain and you talk, you know sometimes you go to places and you meet people, they're so quiet, they're full of pain inside. And they don't want to, they can't speak. When they speak, they, they don't know what to say because they're worried about their daughter-in-law, their son, their marriages, all these type of things. 
Yusuf al-Salam's father was in that state. I find this very similar to parents today whose children are, may Allah forgive them and guide them, who are disrespectful. The parents, they are afraid to even tell their children. They don't even know who to talk to. Should we talk to a counselor? Should we talk to a sheikh? Should I talk to the older sibling? It's just so painful. Like they're, all they do is complain to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they're praying one thing, God will guide them. And also it's like, you know, you guys, we don't realize that our parents don't even want us to know that the pain they're going through when we disrespect them. That's how much, that's how much care they have for us. Yeah, Bajan. And I, I, let's end with this. But one, one takeaway point, this phone right here, the phone that you have, I would say one takeaway point is every single time you walk into your parents' house, you're next to your parents, put your phone away. Put it on silent. The most important person in the world is sitting right in front of you. Don't have your phone next to you. That is that our parents won't say anything. Oh Allah, they don't. I mean, I, I can't even my son is eight, nine years old. I walk in, he's on his iPad, I can't stand it. He's a kid, so I'll tell him, you know. But when imagine when he gets older, can I do that? Put to put this phone away. You walk into your parents' house, doesn't matter how busy you are, you might be on call as a doctor, put it away. When you're with your mother, with your father, Allah reward all of you, bless all of you for joining in. Tomorrow, I promise you, inshallah, we will say a few words about Surah Al-Kahf and go on to Surah Maryam and Surah Taha. There's so much happening in the next few Jews, we can't cover everything. But inshallah, but, but, I, but I, mean, I just want to make sure that if there are youth here, they, they should reply back to us and say that I have kissed my mom and I hugged my mother and I've apologized to her. And this Ramadan is a revival of their relationship. Can we Can we all have them do that? Some, you know, people, some people already said that. Yeah, everyone yeah. can comment, inshallah, too. Everyone can do that. If your parents are overseas, um, send them a love and kiss over the phone and technology. And if, they're, if they have passed away, read Surah Fatiha for them. Give charity this Ramadan for them. Honestly, we should all miss our parents. Our parents are the biggest gift that we have. Musa, salam, when you know, I am, I'm going to tell you a story, Mufti Sahib. Your makeup's going to your makeup's going to be all messed up. I bought it from Sephoria. So all this Sephoria, what's up? What's up? That Musa after his mom passed away. After his mom passed away. This is Prophet Musa. Allah revealed to Musa, Samalka Chalo. Oh Musa, watch your step. Watch your step. Your mother is not there to make dua for you anymore. Yeah. We have so many blessings because of our parents. And when they leave us, and that's it's just so late that we realize. You know, wish we could have grabbed their hands again and just be next to them again. Just, you know, share our thoughts. Like, I know some, I've heard some people that say to me, like, I would, I would take my mom, cry all day, complain all day. I don't care. I, you know, I just want her to be alive with me one more minute. I wish I was there just tell her I love her and I want to ask her for forgiveness. And same with the father, you know, they do so much for us. And uh, may Allah subhanahu wa make us, our children the coolness to our eyes, make us the coolness to our parents' eyes and grant us the reward for being those who are obedient and which is companionship with the Prophet. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.